0: Chapter one. The motel room door was ajar. I locked it, Sarah Ann Medina thought. Didn't I? She pushed the door open with her big purse and froze. The room had been tossed ruthlessly. Her suitcase was upended and off the stand. Her clothes were strewn across the worn carpet. Her toiletries scattered. Her underwear and workout gear tumbled together. The lavender scent of her favorite shampoo filled the air. I was only gone for five minutes. The takeout coffee she had bought was hot against her suddenly chilled hands. Some stranger went through my things. Did the tweaker get off on my underwear? Is he still here? The thought had her jerking back so quickly, the coffee sloshed over her cold, numbed fingers. She looked around the hallway, no one in sight. I don't have time for this drama. I have to be at the courthouse. I have to finally meet my mystery man, so I'll stop dreaming and get back to reality, where I belong, where I wanna be, even with the damn tweakers. Using her foot, she kicked the door all the way open until it slammed against the stop. No one was behind it. No one was in the room itself. The closet was open, no place inside to hide. The bathroom door showed a view of the toilet, shower, and sink. The mirror was smudged where she'd cleared the shower's steam with her hand just minutes ago. Whoever had been here was gone. The mess wasn't. It will have to wait. Then they took my computer. It's all backed up on the cloud, but damn it. The cord dangled from the wall over the chair that had held her overcoat. The coat, like the computer, had vanished. I wonder how many pawn shops there are in Jackson, Wyoming. And why would they take a woman's coat? There aren't too many women my height who are a size six. With a hand that trembled slightly, Sarah set down her coffee, took a pen out of the bottomless bag that passed for her purse and poked through the mess of clothes on the floor to the suitcase half hidden beneath. The inside pockets were still zipped closed. They missed my little jewelry case. I'd rather they take the jewelry and leave the computer, but they didn't ask me, did they? A glance at her watch told her she was out of time. Soon a different stranger would be deciding the fate of her career in a Jackson courthouse. With a silent curse, she hurried to the front desk. I'm in room 101, Sarah told the woman there. My room has been robbed, computer and coat missing. Tell the sheriff or whoever cares that I'll be at the courthouse. Leaving the woman stuttering questions behind her, Sarah strode out the front entrance into the chill streets of Jackson in the spring. Within ten steps, she was regretting the loss of her coat. And she had forgotten her coffee. Quickly, she walked down what had to be the coldest sidewalk in town. The wind rolled straight off the snow of the Tetons through the streets. The chill was made worse by the fact that the sun was shining bright and hard enough to look like summer. An archway leading into a small park caught her eye. At first, she thought the arch was made of the bones of cattle that she'd seen as a child. But these were different. They were more elegant and pointed, tapering out. They didn't feel like the finality of death, but more a symbol of life cycling through change. Antlers, she realized, grown and shed each year in a cycle that isn't birth or death, but simply another way to be. Like Custer's paintings, a beautiful and eerie reminder that wilderness, wildness, isn't all that far away. Shivering, she hurried on. I should be back in San Francisco, holding hot coffee from Murray Cafe as I head up to the offices of perfect touch. But then all I'd know about my mystery man is his voice.